We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 John Deere Classic DraftKings Picks. And preview, you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, hit the description, play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. We fill it up super quickly. We get a real big one for the British Open next week. We'll have full British Open coverage starting on Saturday all the way through till lock on Thursday. And maybe we'll even pop up for some cut sweats because it's real early in the afternoon where we are at least. So it won't be like... Unlike last time, where it went to like midnight hour time, which was, you know, not great. Although I do enjoy some primetime golf, I really enjoy the Open Championship because I can wake up at 2 a.m. and just start watching golf. It's fantastic news. Uh, if you want to get into a draw for some big bucks, some cash giveaways, it's easy stuff. Two ways to do so. One, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. You probably already have done that. And if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, something you enjoy about the show, your Twitter handle or email address so I can contact you, boom, you're in the draw. Gave away around $1,000 last time, hoping that I can get around that this time as well. I might try to limit the amount of winners and give out more cash to those people because you know, giving out 25 bucks here, 20 bucks here, it might just be like, hey, here's 75 bucks, here's 100 bucks. So even if you've done the review, before i suggest you do it again you bump yourself back up to the top of the list so i actually see it also the other way to do so is subscribe to the pat mayo experience newsletter that's also free to join down in the comment section right now if you missed fantasy golf degenerates it premiered on mayo media network last night it was kenny kim on a casting couch smoking cigs talking to tambo I think you would enjoy it. The European Tour Pick Show with the Scottish Open breakdown with Axis and Tom. Axis filling in for Sky. That's up right now, too. As is my research show for the John Deere Classic and Scottish and the Scottish and JDC Picks with Feinberg out yesterday. Tons of golf content for you to consume if you want. I'm not forcing you to do anything, but hey, it'd really help me out. Just like smashing the like button and giving me your favorite two plays from the 6K region this week at the John Deere Classic and subscribe to Mayo Media Network while you're at it. Ben Raza is on the line. This is a fun tournament. Oh, yeah. This is a uh, – we didn't get this last year, and I don't know if it's just a difference in field. I don't remember the field being this outrageous. This is one uh, that stands amongst the worst fields of the year. Could you imagine if Daniel Berger wasn't playing? No, not really, because that would force everybody to take a price hike, and and then we'd have – I mean, some of these guys have never been in the ranges that they're at, but we are lucky that Berger is here because that would be a really 
extreme situation. Is there any specific skill set you're trying to target here? Or just, hey, who, who can make a lot of putts? That, that's who's going to win. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's such an easy course. It's a birdie fest. We, we got some, I, I mean, we could take some things from last week, uh, even though it didn't play quite as easy as I thought it would, but this probably will. I don't know exactly. I, I think it's more, you know, just stacking up similar to what we do in hard fields, looking for, for some correlation, but there's no doubt streaks, bonuses, all that stuff is going to be firmly in play this week. So how does that affect your approach? Like, is this a good stars and scrubs week considering the stars are actually secret scrubs? So yeah, it, that's always the weird question because you're like, it's like, what are you paying up for? But on the flip side of that, the the difference to me between, you know, the high sixes and some of the guys in like the eights at times is not, you know, it, it's a few good weeks here and there. It's such uh, equally distributed top 10 equity, top 20 equity, win equity in some regards. I think you can mix and match. I, I will say though, uh even though it doesn't feel like it you're still you're, you're getting more stability of course up top just because the the field depth is non-existent this week all right well, let's jump into the 10ks uh, and the 11ks <laughs> i suppose burger is the most expensive he's eleven thousand dollars sung jay is 10.7 Herman is 10.4 he's won here before and last week's winner the aussie cam davis is ten thousand one hundred dollars just looking at it like with Although you say there's stability at the top, but there's also not that huge of a gap between like the upper sixes and mid eights. Why am I just not playing burger in every lineup? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's normally you see that more with like a DJ type of, of player where it's like, oh my God, this guy's soaked up all the win equity. I don't extremely think that with burger, but it's all relative to the field and he's playing good golf. We haven't seen him a ton, but I feel pretty comfortable playing him uh, and figuring out the rest. I mean, Sanjay Harmon. I actually kind of like Cam Davis. I know people don't like to play people off wins, but I I'll probably stick on him and hope that he can just keep this putter putter rolling. Yeah, I just look at it like, is Sanjay going to put it all together? He came pretty close last week. Like the irons have been good for a few weeks now. Maybe he is the look. I, I don't. I just don't think I can get to Harmon ten four. And, and Davis. Not that I dislike Davis or don't want to play him because he's coming off a win. Just, I think that there are better guys behind him, to be perfectly honest with you. No, I mean, that's the thing. So when you look at the pricing, somebody has to fill the, the top tier. And Berger's, to me, basically the only guy that, uh, it's not like he's 11,000 in normal fields, because he's not. But he is towards the top in, in much stronger fields. And some of these other guys, I mean, Cam Davis, just to speak to the other side, I mean, he's coming off a win, but we don't see him even close uh, to guys uh, you know, like burger in, in some regards. So I, I get it. It's just, it's such a weird lineup construction. I always think this, this is always one of my first questions to you. Do you see any way where you double up with two of these guys? Cause I don't think anyone's going to do that. I don't know. Cause I'm looking at the projected ownership right now. If everyone wants to go and check out the projected ownership, I, I do try to make my guesses in the newsletter on Wednesday evening, but fantasynational.com slash Mayo will get you 20% off. And you can find all of that information up there as it adapts in real time to the more and more lineups that people end up generating, the more accurate the info is going to be when we get a larger sample size. Like right now on a Tuesday morning, only 2000 lineups have been generated. When we check back on Wednesday evening and it's like 40,000, then you're going to have 
have a better sample of what's going on in terms of the ownership projections. But, oh, I do want to let you know, too, that if you use the slash mayo at the end of Fantasy National, you get 20% off. If you haven't done it yet, wait till Wednesday and get the weekly, then you get John Deere Classic and the British Open, which you would probably want to do. Get that two for one. I mean, you can go Tuesday to Tuesday, just you wouldn't have it on Wednesday. So you want to go Wednesday to Wednesday to make sure you're there for lock for the British Open along with the John Deere Classic, fantasynational.com slash mayo. No, I don't think that anyone's really going to do it. Like, looking at the ownership, no one's playing Cam Davis, like you said. That's at least you know, the early lean on people. But Berger's not overwhelming chalk either. Like, I figured, like, maybe people are scared off that Bryson busted last week, but I would have expected Berger to be like 30, 40, 30, 40% owned, and it's gonna be he's gonna be like 20. Yeah, I if he is in fact 20% owned, uh, that would be pretty easy for me to get over. If he's 30% owned, now we're getting into a situation, you know, that's pretty hefty number. It's not to say that I won't have exposure because I will, but I'll probably look to mix some of those lineups up. Maybe I will attach Cam Davis to him. Then you can build pretty freely. You still have north of 7K. And again, in a field like this, similar to what we saw last week, I mean, you're gonna have random people from the 6k range the seven like anyone could win this type of event uh you know it's so so wide open well if you were to double up would it be burger davis or would you go burger sungjay it would be burger davis for me just because i think that directly leverages it and i'm gonna need not that it makes a huge difference but i, I certainly want the extra six hundred dollars well, let's drop down into the nines because I think that's the build that people are going to look at the most. Either start with one of the 10Ks and drop to either Henley or Streelman or just start their teams with Henley and Streelman. That's where the ownership is congregating at the moment. Henley is 9-9, then it's Streelman. Nah, Norman, your guy, Aaron Wise, who is uh, $9,200. That sounds like fun. See, woo! 9100 And then Seamus Power, $9,000, who's actually legitimately riding a heater at this point. He's been fantastic. Uh, never seen him at 9,000 before, but it's justified. I mean, what can you say? He's just playing amazing golf. He still has no pitcher, uh, the mystery man. But yeah, just every every time he gets a start, he's taking advantage. The irons have been fantastic. Uh, I don't mind him at all. I, Henley makes a ton of sense. I think he'll be very popular. I think he'll be a lot of people. I think will go burger Henley and, and work from there. That's going to be a popular, you know, one, two combo. You got to like Aaron Wise, though, don't you? Oh, no. I mean, you know that I'm playing Kevin Na and Siwoo. Those are my guys. And no they one's are play- your guys. And, and no one is playing them. Kevin Na is the type. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. He's really not doing much. He's gained a ton of put- strokes putting at Travelers. But when he puts it together, he's the type of guy that can absolutely dominate an easy course, can go really low, can, you know, he closes the door. Uh, it's just you're you're incurring a lot of risk there as you normally are. But it's not to say that someone like Aaron Wise isn't risky because he is. He just seemingly I thought he found the putter and then nope, back to back to the beginning uh, at Travelers just lost five strokes putting once again. Yeah, looking at my in just the modeling over the past 24 rounds, he comes out fifth in this field. Power is ninth. Yeah, right. Streelman is eighth. Henley or sorry, Streelman is third. Henley is eighth. I think this is just going to be a week where I look at the projected ownership and I see Henley and Streelman, even power to a certain extent, be like, you know what? You know, I lose most weeks anyway. I might as well just go down with the ship and just play the guys no one else is playing because I don't have a feel for this event at all. Does that include Norin? I think I might play Norin. I'm feeling yeah, me Norin. too. I'm, I'm feeling Norin too. Uh, playing pretty good golf. We know he can putt. 
I, I don't normally think of him as someone who is like a massive scorer, but I'll tell you what, he's really turned a corner with that lately. He's become a lot more volatile and he's made a lot more birdies than you would think. Uh, if you're still remembering him more from like the grinded out, you know, really good Euro player. Yeah, he's 12th and birdies are better gained in this field. And when you just sort him by like easy courses, he just pops to the very top of the list. You're like, oh, okay. So he's a birdie fest guy now. He would just go win on the Corn Ferry Tour if he was to drop down. Maybe you should do that. I wanted to bet him. I just couldn't get a number that I really liked. He was like 28, 30 to one. Uh, I was hoping for better than that. I do feel, and a lot of it is putting related to his woes recently, but I just don't understand the Siwoo betting odds. I don't understand the Siwoo DraftKings pricing. Like Normally, when you get to a course that would fit him really well, which I think that this does, he gets these like weird odds where, and maybe it's because the field is so weak that... Like when he goes to Heritage and there's like real guys at the Heritage and although he hasn't won that tournament before, he has come second and he's known as the Pete Dye specialist. He's like 28 to one. But in this field, he's 35 to one. Like that seems like a good number for Siwoo for, for a guy who actually wins tournaments. Yeah, he does. I mean, that's honestly just putting in the context. That's what I'm saying. Like Norin is a more, you know, they have him at shorter odds than Siwoo. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, guys like Henley and Streelman are in the low twenties, like 35 on, on Siwoo seems much better than those guys. Even though I do, I have no problem with those guys. I just, I, I'm with you in that regard. It seems like they're pricing him for a field. That's much different than the one he's going up against here. That's how I feel about Kevin Na as well. You can grab him at 45 or even 50 in some spots. And maybe it's to protect themselves from the top fives and the top tens, unless they want to, because I mean, I'm sure they just punch it into the algorithm and the top five odds are just going to be reflective of what the outright odds are. And guys like Streelman and Henley and Harmon all, have a much better chance of coming inside the top five than Na or Siwoo, but Na and Siwoo just have a better chance of winning the event. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's where the boom bust comes in. Like sometimes they don't have it and they're not in contention to make the cut, but they also take down more tournaments than it seems like they should. Uh, the odds are just weird though. Yeah. I mean, Seamus is another one. He's like, I see 33 to one to win. Like, why is he, I, I like Seamus a lot and he's playing really well, but it's still a massive leap. The other guy won the players uh, and Seamus. I, I didn't even, I don't even know if he has status on the tour. <laughs> Looking at the ownership in the nines, like I mentioned, it's going to be pretty, everyone's congregating to the same spots. There's only so many expensive guys that you can play. So that actually does make some sense, but Henley looks like he could push like over 30% this week. And maybe that will dial itself back over the next 36 hours or so. Streelman over 20% power pushing 25%. Like, Harmon's going to push 20%, like, more than Berger and Sungjae. And then you have Norin, who could get up there, too. Although, it, you get to a breaking point with it where they all can't be 20%. So, Norin's probably going to end up at, like, 15 to 18, something like that. Then you have Siwoo and Na in the single digits. And then you have Wise, who I think everyone just kind of feels like me about Wise. Like, yeah, I could see playing him, but I'm not going to play him. No, I don't feel like that at all. I, I see playing him, and I, I will play him, and then bad things will probably happen. He's, I still think, uh, you know, the game is trending in the right direction. Tita Green, he's been fantastic, and he really was showing form. Uh, it's just ironic. I don't know what the word is. He seems to play better in in really difficult, not even courses, but fields. Like, he, he top 10 at Wells Fargo, top 20 at the PGA, top 10 at Memorial. But he was bad at the Byron Nelson, bad at the Travelers, bad at Valera. Like, it seems when he's 
amongst lesser competition for some reason he can't put it together and that really doesn't make a lot of sense he's like one of those high-end ncaa basketball teams that plays (laughs) to the competition seriously i i don't i don't get it but i still believe in if he's if he's lower owned and you know, over at Osimo, that's where we have him projected well as the lowest uh, owned of the 9K range. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I will I will throw out Kevin Na being way lesser owned. You think? See, yeah. Kevin Na, though, he's just, I don't know, in these birdie fests, like his ability to just turn it on, it's going to be interesting. But I do agree. When you look at the form, he is someone that, I, that the public probably won't gravitate to, towards too much. No, Kevin Na has missed. Well, he's only missed two of his. He's missed. He's gone made cut, missed cut, made cut, missed cut, <laughs> made cut, missed cut. So classic Kevin Na type stuff. But it, when it comes to the public and people in general seeing that price on Kevin Na, everyone has played Kevin Na in a tournament where he's randomly withdrawn or he shot 21 over or something stupid like that. That when it comes to investing 9,500 into Kevin Na, it's a lot different than investing 6,800 into Kevin Na. I'm interested to see if the people that do that, if they're starting with Kevin Na or they're trying to use him kind of as, as an add on to a burger or Harmon type. I think that I will construct lineups in two separate ways. Like I'll have my, I probably won't go hundred percent burger, but I'll probably go like 70% burger. So that means I'll have a lot of burger, nah, burger, Norin, burger, Siwoo teams. And then I'll probably build a few that are nah, Norin, Siwoo at the top and make those my three big guys. Cause I don't love the mm-hmm. eights at all. No, I mean the eights, like I said, that's where you look. And in a, in a couple different tweaks, these guys in the eights, could be in the sixes. Like I, I, I really don't know uh, what to do with that. And it, it makes it difficult because again, it's like, what do you, you have to make sure you're allocating the opportunity cost of paying up to get something like just getting a guy in the eights because he's in the eights may not really help you. Let's talk about these guys in the $8,000 range. Uh, again, ownership is gravitating towards some of exactly the same people who are generally the people who played really well last week. So Troy Merritt looks like he's going to be around 20%. Hank Libiota is going to be above 20%. Johnny Vegas, for whatever reason, is going to be like 15 And Lucas Glover is going to be somewhat popular as well. That leaves McNeely and Kazire's garnering ownership too. So that, as the pivots, that leaves McNeely, Zach Johnson, Ryan Moore, Doc Redman, and Munoz and Gim. Those guys are sort of devoid of ownership. You know I'm playing Doug Gim. And I really want to play Libiota, and I might anyway, but he just, an $8,400 hammer and Hank Libiota, 23% ownership. I, I just can't see that working out well for anyone. No, it doesn't seem, I mean, that's the type of guy, I know it's a different field, but like I was playing Hank Libiota as a lot of people were in like the mid sixes like two weeks ago. Um, now, is it, now uh, is, that, is that fair to compare... Because the field is completely different, obviously, the reason that we were playing him when he was $6,400, because he was showing form. He was looking really good. It seemed like he was underpriced. Now that he's overpriced, is that does being overpriced really matter in a field like this? So it does. I, I totally get what you're saying there. I'd say this. It doesn't matter a ton to me, but the problem is if you're overpriced, normally the, the reason that you're still interesting is because it creates an ownership pivot. If you're overpriced and popular, then it's a little difficult. It's not like you can't get there. It's just, it's hard to, to justify it because even if you get it right and your margins are much thinner, you're not separating a ton. So it, I get it. And in a field like this, you're, I, I say this a lot with these weak fields, 
your number one golfer to your sixth golfer, it's not correlated in terms of placement points nearly as much. Like your, your bottom end guys could be the guys that do the heavy lifting. Um, but I still, I think I would rather try to five pivots, whether it's Redmond, dare I say Zach Johnson, the I, man himself. I was going to say Zach Johnson, 8,500 bucks. No one's using him. And it's not like he's playing poorly. No, he's not. And I mean, we know his history here. Absolutely. Uh, is synonymous with this course and he was good at travelers if, if that putter connects um i don't think it's unreasonable to to play zach johnson should we be playing maverick mcneely who all of a sudden is rory mcelroy off the tee <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand what I, I don't get his game really at all because he's he gets crazy hot with the putter his irons are pretty bad, but now, yeah, you're not joking. I mean, his off the tee game has been absolutely ridiculous the past couple of weeks, and he's pairing it up with putting. He's in the Bryson method, and you keep doing that, good things are going to happen. I, I don't mind going back to McNeely, McNeely here. The, the key is to always play him at courses with smaller greens. The average green size at TPC Deer Runs, like 5,100 square feet, very reminiscent of last week. And like you said, he, he gets so hot with the putter when he gets going that he is kind of a perfect guy to go to. And I'm kind of surprised. Maybe it's the price bump that are keeping everyone off him. Everyone just wants Lebiota at this point. But I think when we like look at actual skills, and like who is a better golfer, I think it's McNeely over Libio to tell you the truth. And a $400 difference isn't really killing me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. I think it's McNeely pretty clearly. Um, I'd rather play him than Kazire. I think I'd probably rather play Lucas Glover than all of them. Um, I know I'm worried he's got to make his fair share of putts, but I can live with that. His putter's actually been, you know, it, not that it's ever electric, but it hasn't been a detriment in recent weeks. He just needs to clean up the ball striking yeah will he do that though i guess is the real question i don't know but again when i'm looking at like chalk troy merritt who i like troy merritt troy, in life i'm not I, troy merritt it. is your guy i, I was he is I, my guy I, but, I assumed you were gonna win all of the bucks last week if he won uh no i needed i mean that would have helped i was rooting for neiman and merritt and not cam davis so we we saw how that went um but yeah, Troy Merritt's been absolutely fantastic. He's a super putter. He's striking it much better. Easy course. All of it checks out. I still think that, again, you have, like, I don't know. Maybe I overrate how good Maverick is. But to me, like, Maverick's a, a kind of a solid player. And he's young enough where we still don't know exactly how good he is. There's just so much downside with McNeely because he misses so many cuts. It's a lot like Max Homa in a weird. He's like the minor league Max, Max Homa. Homa so, so do I. But... He can miss his fair share of cuts when the putter doesn't work. Oh, there's no doubt. I just, I love guys that when you, you incur extra miscut equity, but when you get them right, when you get Maverick right, the chances that he grabs you some placement points are so high. And I love that about him. Um, should we just be playing Troy Merritt? Like, why isn't he $10,000? <laughs> if he was $10,000, um, ah, that would be extra special but i mean listen there's no arguing with the form he's he's doing everything right it's just again that concept of is it a chasing element where is he yeah he's 45 to 1 he's in that same same bucket of guys uh i wanted to look at him in the betting market like yeah plus upwards of plus 500 for a top 10 in some spots eh. but 
I think I, when push comes to shove, I'd rather play McNeely or Glover right now. And even Zach Johnson. How about my boy Gim? It was the first week ever. Why well, he didn't lose off the tee. He was a net neutral off the tee and lost on approach. He's only actually ever lost off the tee and with his irons three times in his career, which is kind of shocking. He doesn't seem to have the irons going like he did earlier in the year, though. No, but I don't, I never under really understand that. I'm not saying it always happens, but like he looked very crisp around the green and the putter was fine. If he can just, is he one of those guys right now where it's all, it's all almost there and he just needs to connect the dots. Like if he can sync up these good irons and a neutral putter per se, maybe he can go nuts on a course like this where it's just open season. Maybe. I mean, I'm going to play him because I play him every single week, but that is not really, you know, I play terrible players every single week. So that really should be an endorsement of him. You have that little mini range there with more Redmond and Munoz that no one wants a part of anymore after everyone wanted a part of two of those guys last week. I, I, I mean, Ryan Moore in theory makes sense. I just can't do it. I've tried <laughs> this year and it's just, it's not working. I, I mean, he's done absolutely nothing. I, don't think I could go there. I think Redmond would be probably my favorite of the bunch just because to me, he's almost, you know, in the random number generator of what you're going to get week to week, he goes nuts. Then he disappears. I don't think it's crazy to think that he just has one of these, you know, first round leader type uh, outputs and, and has a big week. I, w- I was surprised to see him currently trending in the single digits and ownership because I really had no interest. But then I, I look at the numbers. They, they tell me he's quite good, uh, especially lately. And from all the key proximity ranges, essentially like 175 and in, he's excellent. If you make him hit like a really long iron, not so much the best. So if he can continue to make some putts, which he didn't last week, maybe it's a nice rebound spot for him in the low part of this region. I was scoping around on deal-dot-com the other day because I've heard that people have saved big money there. And I tell you, what I saw, I almost couldn't believe. They had auctions on a crazy wide variety of quality products, and people were winning them at truly shocking prices. So here's the question. How much can you save at deal-dot-com? Well, that's completely up to you. Some people save 80%. Some people save 90%. Some people save 99%. Really, the only way to find out how much you can save is to visit deal-dot-com today and use promo code MAYO. That's deal-dot-com, promo code M-A-Y-O, in case you can't spell, to see how much you can save. deal dash where deals come true. Welcome to StockX, the only live marketplace for what's now and next. Whether it's the latest sneakers, apparel, electronics, collectibles, or trading cards, everything on StockX is brand new and 100% verified authentic. With StockX, you have the power to shop millions of hard-to-find or sold-out products at their true market value. Discover products that are on trend and ahead of the trends by shopping on StockX. Download the app or sign up online to start buying and selling in a few easy clicks. Start shopping at StockX.com. Access the now. 7Ks. I like Stanley at 79. This seems like the ultimate Kyle Stanley course. Like, where's Griot? You know, well, Grio, he needs to be in timeout. He's been not great. Uh, so Stanley's one of the few guys to me that feels underpriced. 
Like, I don't know. I know he's not playing fantastic, but he's striking it really well. And like we see him in the low sevens at like the Memorial. I, I figured Stanley would be like with Glover and Zach Johnson. To me, this is a, a pretty easy spot. I'm willing to just buy here uh, on pedigrees, making cuts. He's done nothing with the putter. Anything you get with the putter this week is a bonus. So other than that, like I'm looking at, I mean, if we're going to play Zach Johnson, do we have to play Steve Stricker? Because I'm pro playing Steve Stricker this week. Like he's won here. Three, oh, man. He's won here three times. And it's not, it's not like he's bad. And this is still perfect for him. It's just hit your pitching wedge and make putts. Yeah, he does do that well. Um, I don't, I don't want, this is what's wrong with this tournament. Like why, why can't he just be focused on whatever the captain does at the, you know, the Ryder cup or whatever, just, I don't have time for 7,700 Steve Stricker, but I, I get it. I just, I always, in my mind, you could tell me if this is crazy. I always feel like Steve Stricker doesn't get streaks, doesn't get bonuses. He just has like two birdies, one bogey every round. I feel like that's the case, but I actually have no idea. I think we just project that onto him. Because I think that's made up. Yeah. Like but... we, we do that. It's like with Jim Furyk. It's like, oh right, yeah, Jim Furyk never makes a birdie. Like the guy shot a 58 before, so... Yeah. What happened to what players. happened to Furick, by the way? He no longer plays? Like, why isn't he in this field? He's resting. That's what Steve Stricker should do. Just relax. Um Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I don't mind it. I, I thought the guy we were gonna bring up was Perez. What is going on with well, I like Perez. I was gonna say, what happened to Bo Hostler? All of a sudden, he's like found it. I mean, that's Feinberg is the guy to talk to about this. I mean, he's chipping putting. And he's driving it well for the first time in ages. And every once and again, he's going to hit his irons well. He's done that. He did it really well at Palmetto. He didn't really do it at all last week or at Travelers. But he was good enough off the tee and basically playing the Bryson method. But we know that he's a really good putter. I, I just, he's just not one of the guys. I'd rather play Denny McCarthy. Is he even here? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to, I'll be surprised when we get to him. I didn't know he was here. Um, God, I, the other guy who, and he's not playing well at all, but like I, I look at HV3, who is in the mid sevens in a lot of tournaments. I don't know what is going on with him. It's just been really, really uh, poor form. He shows flashes with the irons, but nothing is sustainable. Yeah, I'm out on HV3 for the moment. Like, when was the last time he was good? It's been quite a while at uh, uh, Heritage. He was second at Heritage. That is, he has two top 20s this year, one at Heritage, one at Honda. That's it. Actually, no, yeah, that's, that's not, not true. He was thir- he was thirteenth in Phoenix. Still not going to get it done. Not for just... this price. Like he should be like sixty eight hundred bucks. Maybe not in this field, but just generally. <laughs> and he's not. You get him down there. But like you, there's like the other guys. Like I'm going to play Norlander at seventy three. I think Piercy's in a nice rebound spot after a really terrible opening round last week. I like Stallings. And these guys aren't that different from the guys at the very top. I'm with you on Perez, though. He's just making a ton of birdies right now. Yeah, he's rolling it well. Perez is someone that I've kind of, like, you know, I talk about this a lot, like where I macro buy on a guy. I really liked him at Travelers. Didn't work out. Held on at Rocket Mortgage. Worked out. Gained a ton of strokes putting, but that's okay. Um, You know what? He's someone he can get hot with the putter. I don't, I'm not going to fault the guy for that. He needs to shore up the ball striking a little. I'm going to bounce back with Chez. Uh, I thought that was a pretty bad miscut last week. Really had no business missing that cut. The putter is killing him, and it probably will continue, and that worries me a little bit. But 
I think Chez is in a pretty good spot this week. He was my first bet of the week. I looked at the board. He's down to 55 to one right now, but I saw him. He opened at 75. I was like, yeah, he's way better than 75 to one in this field. Like there's no reason that he shouldn't be 40 to one with the rest of the guys. Yeah. agree with that. Yep. So, so yeah, I, he will probably be my highest, like highest weighted player in the $7,000 range. Like when we make our play, the best plays lineup, I think that Chez has to be in it. That's going to be an interesting lineup. Play the best plays here. Um, EVR is not even playing. That's a boost for us all. Uh, God, I want to say Patrick Rogers, but I can't. Hey, he came second here once, and you're going to hear a lot of people parrot that over the course of the week. Yeah, I remember that. That was an awesome, awesome week, him and Bryson. But yeah, I I don't think I can do that. I I would rather go to some of the guys that you've mentioned in terms of like recent form. Oh, bad miss cut and I'm I'm not worried about that. Uh, your boy Luke List. Oh yeah, I, I'm off Luke List. I I want to be on Matthew Neesmith, but I just can't get there. The guy misses way too many cuts for someone who he projects out now. Like when you put him in the model, he projects out like old Luke List. You're like, oh, this guy should be great. He's not. Yeah, and then it like old Luke List, it rarely works out like that. <sighs> Can I, I don't even have a good case to make here. I assume this guy is going to be very low owned and I keep trying to do this and it really hasn't been doing a ton. Do you have any interest in CT pan? No, I don't. Why do you have interest in CT pan? I I don't know. I, there's something about this guy that it it feels like one week it's T to green. And I'm like, okay, this is positive. Then, you know, a travelers, he finally putted well and he paired it with garbage off the tee. When he gets going, I I kind of like it. I feel like this is a decent spot, like four percent ownership, but it it doesn't really seem like too often you're getting top end equity. That that's the thing that kills me. I don't know how often he can make a cut, of course, but is he crashing the top ten party? That that's where I think it's problematic. I think you're best off if you want to drop down. Like Stanley Shez are probably my two guys in the sevens that I really like. Then I dropped drop down to the very low end outside of like the random spatterings of a Scott Piercy or Scott Stallings or Norlander, that kind of thing. And then like Kadira and Denny McCarthy are both $7,000. Like I'll just take with you on Kadira. Well, Kadira lost the ability to drive and hit irons in past two events, but he's still gaining like eight strokes putting in an event. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll help you. Uh, That can mask a lot. So what about Nick Taylor? I get sucked into Nick Taylor way too often, and he's just never good. Except for the weeks I don't play him, then he somehow wins. Well, are you going to play him this week? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to play him hop on then. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He's been quietly, like, not the form hasn't been immaculate by any stretch. Ball striking has been okay, though. Uh, again, another one of those, you're talking large field GPPs. Him and C.D. Pan probably in my pool. Yeah, I'm just going to, uh, McCarthy has, like, McCarthy has been outrageously bad for a while now, so that's somewhat concerning. I think I'm going to play Rafa at 69, too. This, this seems like a course where he would play really well. It was, like, historic Rafa, and maybe it's different than, like, historic Norin, but when Rafa was good, like, get him from 150 and in and just hit some, like, lob wedges, and that was his game. It was. I just don't know if, like, he's in the, he's in the bucket now where I, I truly wonder is he is he even like remotely similar to I know he's not nearly as good but what happened can't even make a cut still handsome though definitely definitely a handsome devil and we, he's got that going for him but I don't know him and Benny on is there who I saw Ben on was 125 to one and 
he should be 125. Yeah. No, just like I saw him at 125 to one. I was like, man, remember when we used to bet this guy every week? Not that he won, but we, we used to feel no. good. About oh, it. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember doing that frequently, would be the word. Uh, he can't putt. It makes it difficult. But again, I mean, there are so many names here when you look at like Shank and Sloan. Um, ben, I don't think these guys are that different from some of the guys we've already talked about. Like, it's this is where lineup construction becomes so important. It's just really hard to go into the sixes. Like, I have Scott Brown highlighted right now. Don't feel good about that. I do have, there was someone at the very bottom who I didn't mind. Josh Teeter, the Teets, 6300 bucks, coming off a good week. Like, if people are going to pay an extra $2,000 for guys that were good last week, I'll just pay $6,300 for a guy who was really good last week. What about J.J. Spawn? <sighs> That's a tricky one for me. I, I like J.J.'s fun this week a little bit. I feel like I play him a lot, and he's just never good. It feels like he's good for half of a round. You're like, oh, my God, it's happening for Spawn. Then he'll make a cut and finish last of everyone who made the cut. That seems like something that would happen. Um, but for that for that nine-hole stretch, you're feeling feeling pretty good. Uh, you feel like you got the nuts at that point. Yeah, you're like, this is, this is going well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at guys like... Josh Teeter is a name that I, again, I didn't take, he didn't catch my eye per se, mostly because, and talk about getting sucked in. You remember when Kevin Tway was good? It's funny. He was on TV on Sunday. I was like, Kevin Tway, here we go. And he had like this ridiculous up and down. I think it was on number one, made the putt. And I was like, okay, maybe we can play some Tway next week. And then like, I went and looked at his numbers. He was so awful. He just made every putt. Yeah, I just... He's just someone when I when I think of like okay crazy score he used to be very very good. It's been bad for a while though. You're right. That's um, how, like there's a couple guys like that in this field. Like Adam Long and Ted Potter in my mind should be really good here, but they just have not been good at all. Yeah, Adam Long. Adam Long is someone. He's just an anomaly in all regards for me because when he won, I was just like, you'll never see this guy again. And then he he's almost won like multiple other events, but. In between those, it's strings of like dozens of miscuts. Are you playing your guy Mito Pereira this week? No. Hop, hopping on the bandwagon? Yeah. Can't do it. What happened to did they? Where's John Pock? Uh, 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 get, I like John Pock, but he is not playing. That's you see this guy. <laughs> you see Luke Clover. It sounds like Lucas Glover's alias down here. No, there's a guy named Trip Kinney. Do you know? I found this out. Do you know what Trip is short for? no trippy what no i have no idea see i i never because there's so many like golfers that have the name trip or like it's it's more common in golf than anywhere else in life trip is actually short for the third of someone like they're the third they're trip what yeah like harold varner the third could be named trip varner so it's your your first name is just becomes the third it doesn't that's just what people call you Okay, yeah, that that's too much. Yeah, I it just it blew my mind when I found that out. I was like, oh, this, this just sounds like some name that people call people in Arkansas or something. But no, no, I've never never heard that in my life. That is that's something. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Trip. Trip. Yeah. So if your if your son's name is Ben Raza and then his son's name is Ben Raza, you'd be Trip Raza. Trip Raza the third. 
No, just just trip. You either say Ben no. Raza the no, third or Trip Raza. It. <laughs> that, that's no. gonna be the new rule. The new rule, Trip Raza the third. Um man, there's you know, oh, what about Will Gordon? I meant that he was on my list of people to ask you about. Oh yeah, hard pass. I, I never played okay. him. I I I'd rather play Big Willie style. Trip Mac, Trip Mac or Willie Mac the third. Yeah, that's uh, who, who I'm not. I don't playing. think. Okay, yeah, I'm. I would rather play your boy Cam Percy if I had to play someone, but I think I'd play Spawn over all of them. There are legit creative players. Oh my god, Jason Boner Jams is playing. Yeah, no, there's cre- like I said, Luke Clover is not. That can't be a real name. Oh my god, that um, that is a real. Mark Wilson is playing. Shouldn't he be like doing the serious broadcast? He might be doing both. George McNeil. <laughs> That'd be great. That they should let him play and do commentary. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely should let him. Um, Charlie Belgian, the, the outlaw golfer extraordinaire. Oh, Harrison Frey. Like, there's old men in this field. And for whatever reason, Sebastian yeah. Kaplan is also the men. Like, he's not awful. Matt Every is back to being. When does Matt Every just pop up and win an event again? Isn't it, what is it, API? Which one is it? Yeah, API is the one that he has all the success at. But there was like a little run like two years ago where he was decent again. Yeah, I remember that. That was. That was when Sam Saunders used to play golf. How is Sam Saunders not in this field? What happened to him? I don't know. Alex Shockey. Shocks. Oh, the that's Shocker. That's a Bundesliga team. Um, Isn't that Schelke? Shockey. Oh, your boy. I don't even know if this is your boy, or it might be mine. Have you? <laughs> I can't believe we're. Okay. Jonas Blix okay. has been oh. a. I, I, okay. So, so Jonas Blix for you. I was going to say uh, Nelson Ledesma, who mm. o- only because his last name is Ledesma that I ever noticed that he makes cuts, but he makes cuts in like really shitty fields. That's his game. Is he Argentinian? I believe he is. Okay. Yeah. So the reason I know, so what I do when I'm sweating and I haven't looked, I go like this and I'm <laughs> squeezing, looking for Grio's score. And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. This guy shot six under. And then it's either Fabian Gomez or Ledesma. And then I'm absolutely furious. Uh, yeah, that's why I know his name, because he's got the Argentinian flag. Blixt has made a few cuts. That's something. Blixt? Yeah, it's not that crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. As a it's... guy who once cashed me a very big payday at the Zurich with Cam Smith, I feel like that was the last time he was ever good. Checks out. Yeah, better than Grayson. That's true. Yeah, Ledesma, 2.7 strokes gained on approach at Rocket Mortgage, 2.1 at... Yeah, so he's like 60% in shitty field events, making the cut. Yeah, that guy, through no fault of his own, pisses me off because I always, always confuse his scores with the great Emiliano. Is Grio in the British Open? Is that why he's not here? I don't know. I hope not for my sake um yeah but you got ricky to play you're, you're fine yeah i got enough problems does the winner of this get to go over yeah the, that's the last spot Ooh. i think if you finish inside the top 10 in scotland you're in okay oh god this could produce some real characters then i i, I don't see anyone else cameo maybe I mean, again, I think this is, it's one of the weeks truly, and I I don't build like this often. Usually I have like an idea. This is one where I'm really going to hone in on the guys that I feel pretty good with in the sevens, certainly up top. And then I'm just going to see where I'm left. And if I have, you know, say 13, five, 
I'll look for 6,900, 6,600, ask plus 100, minus 100, and just see the see the pairings that I can come up with. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I'm probably going to commit to, like, four guys at the top, try to play them in almost every lineup, like Stanley, Shez, and Norlander in the sevens, and then just mix and match the rest. Okay, I got one one last guy for you. Don't know if I've ever played this guy, but he makes the cut. I think he's he's got... He's going to pass Tiger's made cut streak and no one even knows. Oh, can I guess? Wes Roach oh, Wes makes Roach. every cut. Does he actually? I mean, I may have exaggerated about the Tiger thing, but he's been making cuts on the Corn Ferry. He's been making cuts when he gets starts. How did he get into the Rocket Mortgage? He was like third at Rocket Mortgage two years ago, and somehow he didn't get in the field last week. He had his five. There we go. Five cuts in a row. Interesting. maybe <laughs> again no these idea. are the these are the like that's what i'm really going to do though i'll, I'll have a, a basket of guys sean o'hara probably in there jj spawn and i'll narrow them down as i need and, and depending on how many permutations i need i'll allocate a couple percent because you don't need a ton of percentage points for these guys and, and in a field like this probably more the merrier in some regard uh, are you buying into the Mark Anderson resurgence from last week? Because I saw him on TV. I was like, I legit don't know who that is. Yeah, no, I didn't know there was uh, a sequel to that story. I didn't even know it was a story to begin with. So good for him. But man, there was a time where Sam Ryder used to just like do things. That was earlier this year. He had that nice run from... I bet him to win the week that Damon won and Campos had like the fist pump, but missed the putt. He came third. That, that was in the islands. Yeah. That was in, I want to say Dominican, but it might've been Puerto Rico, but then he was like good at Honda the next week too. And that was sort of the end of him. Yeah. I think that tells the whole story. Um, whew, We're having fun. Here. Yeah, no, this is fantastic. I just, it's going to be a lot less fun when I actually have to build uh, lineups with some of the guys that we talked about josh teeter is really the only one that i'm looking at maybe i'll get to michael gellerman i don't know is this bad enough to be an alternate event and we can play aaron badly king of the alternate event he does things around the green and that's about it Lingmurth is here clickage bill haas is here gotta gotta give him a shout out when i can don't oh wow wow bill haas was actually amazing at palmetto that i'm Still probably not going to play him, but where did that come from? No idea. Your your guy Seifert's down there. Austin Cook, who used to be a big-time favorite of mine, he, like, lost his game. It's a tough scene for some of these guys. BVP? He had his run. Yeah, I mean, you are forever... God, there was also a time when Dominic Bazzelli used to be, like, a thing, and he would putt crazy good. I used to do a bit, like, there was a correlation between Hadwin and Bazzelli. That if one played well, they both played well. Now they just both play poorly. <laughs> yeah, it's still correlated. It's just the wrong way. Um, DJ Trahan, Ben Taylor. Man, we're... Yeah, these are the Mad Libs plays. Some of these guys, I don't even... Let's try to make a play the good plays lineup, if that is possible this week. Does it start so with... we've got Chez? Yeah, does it start with Berger, or does it start with Hanley and Streelman? I guess is the question. So it's the play the good plays lineup. I think it starts with Henley and Streelman, even though personally for my own lineups, I would rather start with Berger. So Henley, Streelman, Stanley, Shez. That seems acceptable, right? 
Yeah, 15 flat. Yeah, a lot of options left. Yeah. So now so now we're at 7500 bucks per player. Well, who's that guy? <laughs> just a creative <laughs> name? Just, yeah, David Perk. I think that's the point guard in Gonzaga. Um, that's like, do, neither here nor there. do we want to do like Kadira and then someone at 8K or do we just want to stick right around that 7K range? You just want Doug Gim in here. Um Boy, we could do Norlander Pat Perez. Norlander Pat Perez. I actually don't hate that. Norlander Stricker. I think that's kind of the build that I would take for something like this. Yeah, I'll go Stricker instead of Perez. Okay. I can I can live with that. So it is Henley, Streelman, Stanley, Shez, Norlander, Stricker. Play the best plays lineup. My God. That's not great, man. Yeah, this is, this is that is a suboptimal lineup. I feel well. I mean, not for this that's... field, but just looking at it, it's like, oh, good god. You want to do a yeah, that... you want to do a Euro one? Sure. Yeah, let's do a Euro play the best plays lineup. I made some bets on Euro this week. I'm actually far more interested in Euro than I am in the PGA Tour, which yeah, with. 13 top yeah, 40 mean, players like i can see it euro i've i like as you know the 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 string like the month-long string where Kiefer every week lost in a playoff seemingly hit that ruined me I, I haven't done much in euro lately that scarred me for life so we talk about the scottish open DraftKings picks for the week we'll try to build a lineup but i do have some guys that i like and some bets that i made i bet justin thomas at 20 to 1 I just thought that was a really big number for Justin Thomas it, it, at any I mean, event. He, yeah, at any, literally any event. Um, I, I mean, this is a this is a stack stack field. I bet why I did this because normally when I bet, I bet all my guys together. I made one bet in Euro so far, and it's Aaron Rye. He won. He won this event last year at this course. Like, and he's playing better. He made a lot of putts at the Irish last week. That yeah, so. Just like my guy, Lucas Herbert, who won. He made a lot of putts on Sunday. <laughs> he did. I didn't catch a ton of it, but I, I did see that. Yes, very nice hit to you. We were talking about that before the show. Um, man, this field is low. I looked a little at this field, but my God, this is loaded. So I, I like Thomas the best from the top end uh, at 20 to 1 betting and even 10,300 on DraftKings. I think that's a really good price for him. So I'm going to play him. I think most people are gravitating towards like Hatton, who's only 9,400 bucks on DraftKings, although the betting odds are around the same. Like, it's just weird to see Hatton at $9,400, who's like an established Lynx player and really good in, on Lynx, and then see, to see Corey Connors at 9,100 bucks. It's like, okay, that's kind of strange. It seems like either Connors and Burns and Weisberger, who won at this course two years ago, are severely overpriced, or Hatton in Fleetwood are severely underpriced based on their betting odds. Like that's Zat, like Zalatoris is more expensive than Hatton. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And Fleet, the, the thing that confuses me is that Fleetwood is somewhat attached to this concept. Um, I don't know what to really do with that. Yeah. His betting odds, he's like in the JT basket and that's to me crazy, but at the same time, this is different. You know, we are on, uh, on the European soil and whatnot. Do you have, I mean, I know you said you bet a couple guys. Did you bet any, like, strictly, year, you know, the Andy Sullivans of the world? Oh, yeah. 
I, I got a couple like absolute jabronis I have money on oh, this week. Yeah. Okay. But, but I, I, I bet Keimer because he needs to play well to get in. He's also the second alternate for the British Open right now. I just think his game has been looking really good. He faded after round one at the Irish, but overall over on Euro, and even in the majors, he's been playing pretty well. He's $8,400 in this field. I'm going to take him. He is like $100 more than Poulter and a few hundred dollars more than like Horschel and Wallace. And Guido, my guy, maybe I just need to keep playing Guido. I don't know. And Ryan Palmer is weirdly in this tournament too. But I go Thomas and Keimer, then I have $7,800 left. And... I can probably get back up to Hatton because I have Otagi, who I love playing. Adrian Otagi is $7,500. My other guy, Antcliffe, is $6,700. Going to be playing him. Maverick Antcliffe. Do you know about Maverick Antcliffe? Because he loves strokes gained approach. Maverick Antcliffe? Yeah. Trip Antcliffe? <laughs> Trip this guy. <laughs> this guy's a real character. I've never heard of this person in my life. Australian, I say. Yeah. So he's 6700 bucks. Okay. He like when you go and look uh SGT number 2 green on Twitter, Matt, he posts all of the strokes gained euro data. Uh and you just look at Antcliffe, it's like, "Oh my god, this guy gains like eight strokes a week on approach and can't putt. Maybe this is a week he's going to putt." I'm just betting like the regular losers but the European versions of them this week. What about Grant Forrest? Forrest had a nice run. I thought like he put a scare into me last week and then he double bogeyed the 18th and that was the end of him but he's not a bad player he hits it a ton off the tee he does racks up birdies good last week eh? who is the other scottish. guy that i bet yeah he's scottish yeah gotta win that national open so antcliffe oh sean crocker was the other one i bet him at 100 antcliffe 250 to one man I have to play a top 20 on him too maybe a first round leader i don't know but crocker is another one who just teed a green last week at the irish was really good uh, and he's 7,100. So if I play those five guys, I have $10,000 left. Like I can get Scheffler. I, I, I wish Morikawa wasn't so expensive. Morikawa's 11-1, which tracks. I'm just not used to seeing him that high. Yeah, that's mega premium. I mean, there's listen, there's no doubt in Europe even more so. Like There is value. Like Just looking at these guys in the sixes, there's a lot of playable guys. There's guys who are playing pretty well. You can pair them up with some of the big names up top. Um, yeah, Crocker at 71, Thunder Bear, pending he's still out on bail or whatever. Yeah, I think um, I think he's allowed to play. So in, in Crocker's past four starts, he's T9, T29, got cut at the Scandinavian mixed hosted by Henrik and Annika. But then he was T11 at the Porsche European Open. That's one that like Anser and Casey went over to play, I think. No, they put... They were supposed to play in that one. I think they ended up playing the BMW International. Either way, the guy makes a ton of birdies, and he's really good Tita Green. I mean, checks out for me. Rasmus, there's some names. Uh, the other guy I actually liked too, but now I don't see him. I don't know why he's not there. Oh, he's 7500 bucks. is Jason Scrivener, another just good Aussie tee to green. Oh, wow. Jason Scrivener with a pitcher. That, I would have said dog to have a pitcher. Yeah, but it, um, it, does he actually have a pitcher? Like, is that actually him or is that just some random person? Like, when they, I do enjoy that someone has a Twitter bit going, like, who is Doug Gim this week? And it's just someone totally different every week. Yeah, that's it, it's debatable if this is actually him. Um, I mean, yeah, listen, if you're going to tell me these guys are striping it now, I, of course. Anytime I see Schwab's name, uh, I'm probably going to gravitate towards him. Um, Aaron Rye, as, as I already mentioned, but there's names. The broom putter guy, Harding, is in the same range. Oh, man. He's like South African shitty Spieth. 
Yeah, that's a pretty that's some well see, but who is he? Because Bez Bez really took his soul. Like when I think of that now, I just think of Bez. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad comparison, but like Bez is at least good with his irons. Yeah, he just that guy is an ultimate wizard with with the short game. Yeah, just looking back at what tracked here from the past few years, like you're going to have to make your share of putts, and these greens are absolutely enormous. It's pure Lynx-style golf. They've played the Renaissance course each of the past two years. But realistically, it's been like, can you gain a bunch on approach and a little bit off the tee? Then you're going to be at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, uh, no no doubt about it. Certainly got to do your fair share of lag putting. Um but it is a strong field. There are names up and down. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna end up betting a full Euro card, which I have not done in a while. I haven't done it either. But I think I'll have more bets on Euro this week than I will on the John Deere Classic. That's also a reasonable way to and, kind of structure it. And then I can just be done with my day at like two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, and then I have the rest of my day, my evening to go. And this, this will have better coverage, too, because NBC is over there to get ready for the Open, and they also do the Scottish Open. I was surprised not to see Ricky and Phil in this field. Yeah, I mean, they're over there, are they not? I don't know if... No, because Phil was playing in that thing that I forgot about. Oh, well, about. Phil's in Montana. It, was there a lead? Like, has all the luster been taken from that tournament now? Like, that, that match? <laughs> yeah, I don't... I. No one seen they um, yeah I guess unless it was if it was Brooks Bryson I guess the buzz would be there but uh, people don't seem overly hyped for it that's for sure. So for me, Otagi, Antcliff, Crocker, Schwab. I was thinking about playing Dodo too. Dodo's only sixty eight hundred bucks. The, the both Molinari's are in the field, but Eddie Molinari just he, he was like my only good play at the U.S. Open. I remember when you mentioned him. Yeah, and he did play. Uh, he scored pretty well. damn good <laughs> he yeah scores. he did score well he had many double bogeys but that doesn't really matter um he has now made well, he's now missed two cuts in a row back in europe after his hot runs maybe i won't get there maybe i'll stick with my guy Antcliff at 6700 bucks but otagi Antcliff, eddie molinari crocker thomas and hatton i think are my two favorites i just don't i can't see myself getting up to morikawa he's just too expensive and it's just it's and again, it tracks completely, but it's just weird to see him $400 more expensive than Rory in a European event. Yeah, I don't. Now, again, ownership may be dictated. All these guys are going to garner a little, but unless you're getting a major discount, I just don't, I don't see it. Do you have anyone really low? Like from like 6,200 kind of thing? Like Sharma, not Sharma though, like, but that range xander lombard i was gonna say that that's usually the name that i go to i live bet him last week at one point <laughs> trying to protect <laughs> my that guy. trying to protect my herbert money i saw he got on a run i was like well i've seen xander lombard win tournaments before and i've seen him shoot like 60 to win these tournaments and i was like well maybe that's brendan stone who i'm getting him confused with which was the case because brendan stone won this event not at this course like four years ago he shot a 60 on sunday xander lombard one time in the british open did something um, that's all I got, but I, I've, I've bet him more than I, I care to admit where I just want to see, you can go check out the European tour picks and bet show, uh, skies on vacation. So Axis filled in this week and they're on kind of like the same guys. They let's see, Tom likes Benjamin Herbert and Matthew Jordan. Those seem like creative names. Although Ben Herbert, I think lost in the playoff here two years ago to Weisberger. 
Antliff and Scrivener, Guido. Yeah, it's all the same names. I like that people people just have in in the golf touting world. People just have their corners now with certain guys yeah, they that they their, like. Yeah, we've all picked our teams. But Thomas and Keimer, Keimer's like seventy to one to win this tournament. He hasn't won since the U.S. Open in two thousand fourteen, though, so that's a problem. Really? Yeah. I feel like I've watched him in Europe win things, but apparently not. Wow, that is surprising. Yeah, he's, he's like on his past three starts, he was T26 at the U.S. Open, then he was second in Germany, 41st at the Irish last week after a really good, he never got better than his opening round. Uh, in Austria, he was third in Saudi earlier this year. He was 18th. Like, he's a bit up and down, but it seems like he's stringing together some consistent golf now. And like, he, I don't like to play the narrative like he really needs it, but he really needs to get into the Open Championship because he's, he's done on all of his exemptions now. Maybe he'll step up for him. That would Keep be nice. The streak going. I mean, if Thomas can win and or Antcliffe can win, that would be preferable for me at two hundred and fifty to one. But you know, these are the guys that I'm rolling with this week. I, I might actually play like I even when I play Euro DK, I never play more than one lineup. I might play like three lineups this week. I might. I have not played uh, a ton of Euro DK this year. Um, I used to play a lot, and maybe I'll get back into it because it's a great field. A lot of my favorite guys are in there as well. No, M. Jordan is $7,100 in case you were a pitcher. Another shocker. I think, what, did DraftKings sound like a deal with the European Tour? Who knows at this point? All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. Thank you, Ben, for being on the line. What do you guys got going on at Osimo this week? Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, we got one eye focused on, on the British Open like everyone else, but we'll have you covered for the Scottish, certainly for the Don, John Deere Classic, the NBA Finals. Uh, I'm getting ready. Never too early to talk NFL and college football. We're going to have a lot coming out in there, not just for DFS, but for betting. So head on over, check out what we got. We'd love to have you as part of the community. All right. See you on Friday to record DraftKings picks yes, for sir. British Open so people can watch that on Saturday. I'll be there. All right, let's do it. Good luck. Oh, I have an NFL show dropping tomorrow. My top, really should have teased this at the beginning, but um, top 150 rankings for the year. And there's a Conor McGregor UFC card this week. So it's going to be jam-packed full. I will be betting that. Who are you going to bet? Not Conor McGregor. I will be on Poirier. Why? You got to bet Conor. It's good for business. Uh, Is it? Maybe Maybe I'll bet both and just eat the juice so i can share a winning ticket <laughs> that's the move that is the ultimate move right there there it is it's all about those twitter followers all right follow ben on twitter and you can see his winning ufc ticket on saturday <laughs> evening at jazz dfs and check him out at awesome i'm pat mayo you can follow me at the pme on twitter facebook and instagram i told you about the giveaways at the beginning if you forget them you know rewind and you can figure those out smash the like button to the video and that will do it for me i'm pat mayo thanks for watching I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.